this off the top rope presents the sm football marks i'm your host palace uh, and usually alongside my co-host abraham trevino but he is under the weather this week no worries he will be back next week and uh usually when we get into our riffs and our picks and all that stuff this thing usually goes on for a bit because we i think we got good chemistry and we're able to bounce off each other and we're able to go for a bit i'm gonna try to not do that as as it, it is harder when you're a solo act so I, I i will try not to go on and on on different topics i'm gonna try to not necessarily speed through it but definitely make it more of a a quick listen for you guys week nine is in the books of the nfl and what exactly did we learn well, there was a lot of weird stuff that happened. So, for example, the Buffalo Bills lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars 9-6. to That one's really funny considering we all think the Buffalo Bills are at the very top of the AFC echelon. Um, the Giants, I think, beat the Raiders, who are like another team that's supposedly on the playoff bubble. I never bought into the Raiders, but that's just me. I'm like that every year. I'm always ahead of the curve. Everybody's always on the Raiders, but, you know, I'm still not sold on them. But that's one of the ones where it's like, wow, that was wacky, weird, and, you know, how did that happen? Um, a lot of people are going to say the Dallas Cowboys losing to the Denver Broncos is somewhat of an anomaly. Um, I think it's something that's been building for a while now, and I've been stating this for a long time. But, you know, everybody on social media likes to call me a hater real quick and this and that. But look at the way the Cowboys were dominated in their game against the Broncos. They were able to run ridiculously. I'm telling you, this defense is completely able to be exposed. And there's a lot of smoke and mirrors with the whole Trayvon Diggs thing. Like, he's a great player. He's had this incredible run of interceptions and all that stuff. But what gets lost in all of that is that he also gets burned a lot. And that was happening on Sunday. You know, and this was against Teddy Bridgewater, and nothing against him. He's a he's a decent enough quarterback, and he can get you wins. You saw what he did with the Saints, and a little bit with Carolina, but and Denver's not like a an under five hundred team. You know, I think they're five and four now after this uh, after this past win. So they're kind of in contention right now for the AFC West. So they're not a bad bad team, um, but they're I think average is at best. And I know they lost Von Miller in that trade to the Rams. But uh, they exposed exactly how you can beat the Dallas Cowboys. And very similarly, how you can beat a team like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the reigning defending Super Bowl champions. Now, I think overall, Tampa Bay's defense is better than Dallas's and will be better by the, by the time we get to the end of the season. But Dallas, on the other hand, like... This is exactly the way to beat them. Run the ball on them. Make huge plays. Make the offense come from behind and put pressure on them. Because right now they only know how to win one way, and that's score, score, score. And that's cute and all, and that's good for the regular season. But again, I've been saying this since the beginning. Once we get to the later part in January, where you're going to have to run the ball more, even though Ezekiel Elliott's running fine. He's got like He's one of the top rushing leaders this season, like in the top 10 for sure. And you got Tony Pollard as well. But I don't think it's as strong enough of a run game where they can totally dominate, which is why we've seen them, like, you know, they're relying on Dak too much. And, um, you know, we saw what happened. You know, 
from behind, they weren't able to keep up. And that's exactly the way to beat this Dallas team. And I kept posing this question, you know, to my fellow Cowboys fans like Abraham and, and that goofy Jake. Like, what are you going to do when you're not able to score 30 plus and you got to play from behind or you got to find different ways to win? Because at one point, like, this game was 30, 30 something to zero. It might have been 30. Yeah, thir- exactly 30 to zero. And yeah, they ended up getting some garbage touchdowns and, you know, little Jake tried to get a, a victory. I mean, like, yeah, got, we got Robert. Like, no, you didn't. Like, that was pointless points. Um, and, and you didn't find different ways to, to adjust and, and try to make a comeback. Now, could Brady have made that comeback? Maybe years ago in New England, but now with this defense and the way it is now in Tampa Bay, they would lose the exact same way. And that's why I've, I've said also again from the beginning, the Dallas Cowboys and the New England page and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are very similar teams, which is why their game was very close on opening night. But again, you're not going to get the same Brady and the Cowboys fans are hanging on this, like with such like clutched fists. They're like, well, look, we went toe to toe with Tampa Bay, but yeah, Brady adjusts though throughout the season. You're not going to get the same Tom Brady as you do in the beginning of the season when you do in the playoffs. I mean, we saw that with the Saints. Like they just pounded the the Buccaneers like two straight times, and then in the playoffs it was something completely different. So Tom Brady, we know this based on history, is willing to adjust. And, and again, I'm not as worried about the Tampa Bay defense because I know they've got some injuries. So. I think by the time we get to January, they'll be fully well-rounded. We hope, you know, other injuries can happen. But if everything plays out like I think it will, they'll be okay. Dallas, on the other hand, like this is exactly the way to beat them. And again, back to the the Teddy Bridgewater point. Like he's a so-so quarterback. Like he's average at best. But what's going to happen? And I think that we're finding out now that the NFC is way better than the AFC, which we thought it was actually the... We thought the pendulum was swinging the other way, right, with the younger quarterbacks like Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, but we see Mahomes struggling this year and all that stuff. So right now the NFC looks to be the toughest out of both conferences, and and whoever ends up getting to the Super Bowl in the NFC is going to have like a real dogfight. And I think it's going to be harder even for the Cowboys, and, and I'm not saying that they're not a good team, but what, what's going to happen in January if you have to go to Lambeau and face Aaron Rodgers? And and Devonte Adams and Aaron Jones and that's a definitely a, a team that could run up the score on this Cowboys defense. If you come into contact with Tom Brady and the and the Buccaneers again, and that offense will be healthier. Gronk will be back and Antonio Brown and let's say they get the running game going with Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones and Giovanni Bernard it becomes this big force, just like the way it did last season in the second half. Like how are they going to be able to combat that? Uh, Matthew Stafford and the Lions, I mean, and the Lions and the Rams with uh, all those weapons and that even way better defense. The Cardinals also, like, we th- we all thought they were exposed, but yet they won without their starting quarterback and star top receiver this past weekend. So they're for real. So a lot of teams in the mix here. And I think, you know, Dallas got a real taste of their own medicine of, of pump the brakes a little bit. Everybody was on their high horse heading into that weekend with the with the Broncos. And Cowboys Nation is still on their high horse. They're like, eh, it's a stinker. It's whatever. It doesn't mean anything. Actually, it does if you really pay attention. Um, you're not, you're not going to be able to do this come January 
And that defense is going to have to pull something out of its ass to not get exposed by offenses like this. So, again, if you're able to run the ball effectively, and if you've got like a, you know, again, look at the, the quarterbacks Dallas has faced this season. Other than Brady, who they lost to, and other than Justin Herbert, who they beat barely, and also I, I'm still on the fence. They should have they should have lost that game, um, pending some weird calls that went against the Chargers. The other quarterbacks that they faced have really been nobodies or rookies. You know, even Mac Jones of the New England Patriots, a rookie, took that Cowboys defense to the limit. That game went to overtime. All I'm saying. I'm just saying, I mean, I've been saying this for weeks and weeks and weeks. Yes, I gave, people are like, you, you never give the Cowboys their props. Yes, I did at the beginning of the season. I did a whole long video on Facebook talking about how they've matured and how they've grown up. And this isn't the Cowboys of the past, but yet there's still holes. There's not, I think they're not there yet. They've got the offensive side down, but that defense is going to be their downfall. And then again, I think Mike McCarthy also with their play calling is going to cost them down the road. Um. So yeah, just weird weekend, and a lot of people saw weirdness with the Dallas Cowboys. But to me, it's eye opening. And I'm not gonna go as far as uh, Stephen A. Smith. I did have to see his his reactions this week. Just to I don't really watch first take anymore. Um, they took away Max Kellerman. And I'm like, eh, I like the chemistry of Max and Stephen A. And taking that away, I don't know. I just have no interest in the show anymore. But I did check in to see. His reactions to the Cowboy loss. And of course, he did his usual, you know, Southern Stephen A. Worst Cowboy hat and cigar. Or, you know, mess with the cigar. And he was talking about how this was like a prelude to what's to come. You know, the accident waiting to happen. Now, I don't think that. But I I do think the Dallas Cowboys are not as good as they think they are. And, and I mean that in terms of the fandom. Like, they're already so on their high horse. Like... They just think they're so above everybody else, and they got a wake-up call. <laughs> and for those of them that think that this is just, like, some anomaly or whatever, and, yeah, they can get, like, some, like, pretty, you know, okay wins. Like, they're playing the Falcons this week. Like, but I don't know. They're not fooling me because, again, they haven't played the great quarterbacks yet. And the one great quarterback they did play, uh, they lost. So there's that. Um, other stuff around the league. Aaron Rodgers, the whole not being vaccinated and what's going to be the punishment and all that. Well, that came down, I think, yesterday or on Sunday um, or Monday or yeah, Monday or yesterday for sure. Um, so the Packers were fined like I think $300,000 and I think um, Aaron Rodgers himself was fined like $14,000. Okay, whatever. He violated protocols. Let's move past it. I know there's people, pundits in the media that are going to make a whole big deal out of it. You know, there's a Las Vegas Raiders player that killed somebody drunk driving, but yet there's, like, zilch talk on that. So let's just move on. I mean, he violated protocols, whatever he's punished. I'm sure he's going to, you know, I know Aaron Rodgers is, like, his own man and and likes to rebel and and all that stuff. But, you know, I think he'll he'll be compliant uh, going forward and and following the protocols and all that. So just, you know, the media is going to lay in whatever. And this shouldn't distract Aaron from his play on the football field. That's the only thing that's going to derail the Packers, I think, is that if he lets all this stuff get in his head and it starts to affect his play, which I don't think it will, I think Green Bay is going to be 
in the top there in playoff contention. Right now, I think they're the two seed in the NFC. You know, they lost this past week against the Chiefs, but he wasn't, he didn't play. So that would have been a whole different story if Aaron Rodgers played because the Chiefs barely won that game. I think it was like, what, 14 to seven or something like that. So there's a lot of problems on the Kansas City Chiefs sides of things. So, you know, all, all this weekend proved was how much Aaron Rodgers is valuable to Green Bay. Now in the long term, like Green Bay should sign him and let him finish off his career there. But who knows if the, the relationship between the front office and Aaron Rodgers is already too fractured and he's just going to go on ahead and, and move on with no matter what happens this year. Even if Green Bay wins the Super Bowl, I can see him throwing the Lombardi to the front office and saying, toodles, I'm out of here. And uh, I'm going to go to Pittsburgh. But yeah, there's that. And then there's also the story going on with OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr. Where is he going to land? He got released by the Cleveland Browns. He passed through waivers. Nobody claimed him there. So now he's a free agent and he can sign with anybody. And I was waiting, kind of waiting to record this episode to see if maybe, because I'm recording this on a Wednesday, I'm waiting to see if he was going to land somewhere. And I was hoping by the time I recorded this, there would already be a decision. But there hasn't been yet. And right now the top teams in contention, as I read as of this morning, were the Kansas City Chiefs, the Green Bay Packers, and I believe the New Orleans Saints. And very, like, on the bubble is the Seattle Seahawks and the New England Patriots. Now, me as a New England Patriots fan, I'm not saying OBJ would be, like, this world-changing player like a Randy Moss or something like that. Or uh, or even the way, you know, DeAndre Hopkins has worked out in Arizona. Uh, you know, something like that. But I think New England is on the cusp. And right now, I, I think they're the... They're the team that's on a on a hot roll right now, and nobody's really going to talk about them, and that's okay. That's the way I kind of like it, them under the radar. I think what they're missing right now is the appearance of a deep threat. Now, can OBG, OBJ play? Is he a scrub? No. He can still play, I believe. Um, I just don't think he's like that, you know, elite at this point. But the appearance and the threat of him, and if you put him in the New England squad— you know, you can't take your eyes off him now. Like, he's going to have to be paid attention to, and that'll open up the door for guys like Aguilar and, and and Harry and Jacoby Myers and stuff like that, and that'll make New England more efficient. You know, they got the run game going already. It's pretty strong. Their defense is solid. So I think if they were to land OBJ, and the only reason I would want it is because there's the, the appearance of a deep threat. And then, of course, you can make plays with OBJ if you want to. We, we've seen Mac Jones is capable of making plays like that even though he's still a rookie he's a baby so I think that would be a, a really great fit and that's the only reason I want not because I think oh this is going to be like some world changing pick for the Patriots like no I just I need the appearance of the deep threat to give them that opportunity to make a deep playoff push because as I said I think the AFC is wide open now you know we thought it was going to be like you know top tier Bills Chiefs you know, the Ravens are always there, but right now it's a little inconsistent. And Mahomes and the Chiefs are really struggling, and they're not the dominant force they've been the last couple of years. So I think it's way more wide open, and we can see randomly any team right now in the AFC that could end up in the Super Bowl that's not in anybody's, you know, pre-predictions. Like, I'm sure everyone had Kansas City or Buffalo or even Baltimore there in the top three. But right now, you know, the Chargers could mess around and end up there. The Patriots could all of a sudden end up in the AFC Championship game, which is what I had 
predicted. I said on my Facebook that the New England Patriots are going to shock the world this year. And it's not even that far to say that, or that far-fetched to say that they could even end up in the Super Bowl. Now, how incredible would that be? Like, one year removed from Tom Brady? That, that would that would mean a lot to Bill Belichick's legacy. And, um, again, just more fun for me because I get everything I want and you nothing. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where OBJ lands up. Where I think he's going to end up, <coughs> excuse me, possibly Green Bay, and then that'll just make Green Bay even more scarier. I think that's OBJ's first choice. You know, you got Devontae Adams and Randall Cobb and some guy named Lizard, I think, or Izzard. One of the, that's one of the two names. Um, OBJ would definitely be a number two. Devontae would still be number one. But there you got the threat of those two guys, and that makes Green Bay even scarier, and they got a good run game. You know, we saw the way the Packers handled the Arizona Cardinals with the run game. Now imagine you had an OBJ and the threat of, of him, and, you know, that opens up for Devontae Adams. There, There's there's possibilities there that this could be the a big move for Green Bay and could push them into Super Bowl status. But again, the NFC is so, so top-notch right now. Um, I, I think whoever wins the Super Bowl, it's going to come out of there. But that's going to be a, a lot of a lot of fun. Um, what else is going on? Those are basically the biggest stories right now going on in the NFL. Um, again, it was a weird weekend and you, you know, you can say whatever you want. And the only thing that really came out of it was of course, my New England Patriots winning like they should. And they've been ascending every single week. Really since the, since the return game of Tom Brady, the Patriots have really been playing good football. You know, they, they went head-to-head with the Patriots. I'm sorry, with the Buccaneers. They went head-to-head with the Cowboys, took them to their limit, and then they just keep getting win after win. They just beat the hell out of the Jets. Like, they made a statement in that game, and they scored, like, 50-plus points. Then they beat, they upset the Chargers, who I thought the Chargers going in were the better team, and they upset, and Abe has, has given me shit over it, but... <laughs> Freaking, they outplayed Justin Herbert, that defense, and Belichick was able to give him troubles, and, and, and the Patriots came up big. And then this week against Carolina, who the Cowboys will tell you should be an impressive win, but, um, you know, we should have won that game, right? I don't think the Panthers are as good as they everybody thought they were, except the Cowboys fans will tell you that, right? Because it makes their win against them seem even more meaningless, but they won't go that route. They've dug their heels in, so, but but I'm not, you know... I'm not going to fall for that. But yeah, uh just they were, they were the only team that came out of this weekend where it was like, okay, cool, the Patriots won. That's that's right on par with what I think should happen. Um usually around this time Abe gives the standings for how we did in our picks and all that stuff, but he's the stat man of the show. I'm more of like the opinion, see by the eyes and stats are cool and all, but I like to just give more opinions on, on what I'm seeing and what I'm actually seeing with my eyes as opposed to the numbers. Because those can be, like, misleading as well. Um, <coughs> excuse me. I don't know what's going on today. Um, so I'm going to skip that, and we'll let Abe um, throw in all that stat stuff next week with the uh, rankings and how we're doing and for the year, which I'm pretty sure me and him had a bad weekend because, again, all of those – wild outcomes this past week where it was just like it was like uh 
what does it call? How do they say the terminology? It was just bizarro world in the NFL with all these different teams winning. Um, so I want to jump to my top five NFL power ranking teams after week nine before I, I preview the week 10 games. Um, and again, people still give me shit and I, uh, I put these on Facebook first before anything. I try to get ahead of it. I try to get ahead of Abe and so that way I don't act like as if I'm just coming up with these rankings out of my ass. But if you don't listen to this show, I'm not going to respond to anybody on social media anymore when I post my rankings because I get it every week. And again, it's mostly Cowboys fans. And, and again, not all, but most Cowboys fans don't watch any other teams outside of their own like little bubble. So they don't know what's really going on. So they're they're very biased to their own fandom. And not really anybody came after them, came after me this week about having them on the top five, right? After them being exposed by the Broncos. Funny how that was. But there's like other teams that I put on here where they're like, well, what do you, what do you mean? They have no business and they laugh, but it's like, are you really paying attention to what's going on? Or do you just watch the Cowboys and that's it? I mean, so I'm not going to respond to that anymore. I pick these lists are made from week to week. So you're not going to see the same teams every time. Some you will, like, you know, the Cardinals have been on top for a while. You know, Tampa <laughs> benefited from the bye week with a lot of the teams losing. So they automatically defaulted into this list because they came out looking real good with everybody losing. So, I mean, that's just the way it fell for me this week. And one team on here that, that surprisingly got on, which everybody laughed at me for, but I'm like, I have some very valid points about that, and I'm going to explain it right now in a bit. So, again... This is a week-to-week list, and it's not just based on record. And that's what a lot of these Cowboys fans tell me. Well, so-and-so team has a better record than them. Yeah, but I also look at context of what teams they're playing, what wins they're getting. Um, like, for example, uh, the the Tennessee Titans have been gaining huge wins over, like, huge like playoff contending teams. And at least, like, last year, like, I know the, the Chiefs are struggling this year. But uh, they were just in the Super Bowl this past year, so they beaten them. You know, the Titans have beaten the the Bills, the Ravens. And then this past Sunday night, they beat the Rams, who, like, with the addition of Von Miller, although he's not playing yet, like, the Rams could be a contender for the NFC to, go, to represent in the Super Bowl. And it was on the road in L.A. That's a huge win. And they dominated, too. And that's with Derrick Henry out. But look, they have two losses on their record. And before going into this, like the Cowboys only had one. So th- this person that got out, got at me on the rankings was like, well, the Cowboys have a better record than the Titans or whatever. But yeah, but look at who the Cowboys have beaten. Really, nobody's for the most part. Like, yeah, it's nice to stack up wins. But I like to look at everything in context. So again, not everything's about record. It's about looking about who you're playing and how you're winning and uh yeah so there's all these different factors so it's not just based on records so again i won't respond anymore on social media to anybody that pokes fun or just aggressively like just say like how can you rank this like make your own freaking list okay so i can laugh at it because i promise you a lot of people like probably like jake ramirez still have the cowboys as their number one team but it's just it's bias it's bias fandom blinders on tunnel vision and people like to call me biased, but yet I haven't had the Buccaneers number one for a while. 
And this is the first time that my other team is going to show up on this list. And I could have easily had them like weeks back based on how they've been playing. But I've saved it because I wanted to see if it was an anomaly or if they're building something here. And I think they're building something. So let's get to this top five of my power rankings uh, post week nine. And number five, the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, The only reason right now that they're this low, even though their record is strong, is that they're they're getting into these very close wins with teams that I don't think they really, they should be like blasting. So this past week they got into a close one with the Vikings who first all of a sudden the Vikings showed up against the Ravens, but didn't against the Cowboys, so, but whatever. I still think the Vikings are overrated and not as good. So, but that's just, that's uh, a story for another time. So the Ravens picked up the win uh, against the Vikings, but they were also like in another close battle with like the lions. And if it weren't for like some miracle, like, the longest field goal ever they would have lost that game so but they're getting the wins and you know you got to find different ways to win right but again against these other teams it's a little suspect and you know the Ravens are on this they go on this hot streak and then all of a sudden they drop you know to the Cincinnati Bengals they also lost to the Titans so you know the Ravens got to be more consistent as far as like their momentum goes it can't right now it's up and down and and they're on the up right now uh coming off an emotional win like that in overtime against uh, the Vikings. So I got them at number five. At number four, and this is the one everybody gave me shit for, and they're laughing, laughing, but of course they don't watch, so they don't know. The New England Patriots. This has been the most impressive team. And again, I stated this earlier, and I gave my reasons, but I'll, I'll reiterate them again. New, New England has been so impressive since Tom Brady returned to New England. Like, they played the Bucks hard, to the very end. Didn't even let Brady score a touchdown, I don't think. So this game was won on a field goal. And it was lost by a field goal uh, by the Patriots. How they were inches away from winning that game. And if they had beaten Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, we would have been talking about the Patriots differently in terms of like them ascending in the AFC. Then the week after that, they went toe-to-toe with the Dallas Cowboys. And that one went to overtime. And if it weren't for... Ah, oh, man... There was a face mask call that was missed in that game during the Patriots drive in overtime. I'm not going to harp on it too much because, you know, I won't blame refs or non-calls or whatever. It happens in every game. But they took the Cowboys to the limit. They lost, right, in overtime in a long touchdown bomb to CeeDee Lamb, I think. Um, but they were impressive, right? Like, even Cowboys fans, like, they, they all gave me shit, right? But, again, it's like this is a rookie QB, doesn't even have – you know, a full like set of two hands of starts on his resume. And he took this supposed like great Dallas Cowboys team to the limit. So again, they, they impressed me there. Right. So there's two straight games where it's like, okay, New England could like really get into it with these teams. But then again, that also just exposes how bad Tampa Bay's defense is and how bad Dallas's defense is, even though nobody wants to listen to me. Um, so whatever they made it, they made them close games. So I'm like, Oh, there's maybe something here. Then they come out the next week and they just blast the New York Jets. Like this could have been easily like a 20 to 14 type game. No, the Patriots scored 50 plus and we're just all over the Jets. And I know it's the Jets, but you know, New England wanted to make a statement that they're, jo- they're not just a, a nothing team. Like don't, don't consider the AFC East, like the bills, and then just everyone else. Like, no, the Patriots are still in the conversation. Okay, so they made a case there. And they got the win. Next week, they play the Chargers. And I picked against them. Because I thought the Chargers were the better team going in. 
And I still think for some, for, you know, if they played, you know, 10 times, I think the, the, the Chargers would get the more wins in that little rivalry. But they upset him on, uh, on that game. And Belichick was able to figure out Herbert and have him make mistakes. And, you know, Mac Jones played really well too. Another win there. Then this past Sunday, you know, the, it's the team that they should beat the, the, the Panthers, you know. Sam Darnold has kind of shown, like, Sam Darnold is who he is, and he was making a lot of mistakes and throwing interceptions, and it was the Stephon Gilmore revenge game. You know, Gilmore now playing for the Panthers uh, got, you know, was traded to the Panthers by the Patriots, and, you know, a little bit of bad blood on the way out. You know, Gilmore mentioning something he didn't like the way the Patriots handled his injury and all that stuff. So there was revenge there. He got his pick. He got his cool. He got his little moment in the sun there, but... That score ended up being 24 to 6. It didn't mean anything. You know, the, the Panthers couldn't get anything done. And the Patriots just showed, like, that. that's just, a, you know, another another day at the office, right? It's a game that they should win, and they did. So there we go. Ever since Tom Brady's return, they've been slowly ascending. And as of right now, they are, if the playoffs were to start today, they would be right in it. So look out. I'm, all I'm saying to everybody is just look out. If I'm a top playoff team, if I'm a top AFC team, and if this were the standings right now, I wouldn't want to play New England in the playoffs right now. Just because of the wild, they're the wild card, right? Like, they really got nothing to lose. Like, they've already, I think, overachieved, especially with Mac Jones. Like, this good, this early, like, they've overachieved. I think Belichick has proved once again, not that he needed to prove, but that he's the greatest coach of all time. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be interested to see if this team continues to ascend. they got a big game this Sunday, and I'll talk about it in just a little bit. But, yeah, I've justified having the New England Patriots on my top five. So there you go, dummies. Like, you laugh it off and you laugh them off, but, okay, we'll see in January. Like, <laughs> I mean, if I'm the Cowboys, I don't want to see this Patriots team again if this ended up being the Super Bowl. Like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. And they can get all arrogant and cocky and, and you know, think that they're still, like, the, the, the end-all, be-all, the NFL, but, you know, they, they can be had. Their defense can be had. So, New England Patriots at number four. At number three, by default, considering how everything went down this weekend, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I'm just going to state everything that happened that led to this. So, the Packers lost. Um, you know, no, no Aaron Rodgers. So, Jordan Love showed that he couldn't do anything. They lost to the Chiefs. Saints lost after a big win against the Bucks the previous week, so that hurt their rankings and just makes the Bucks get a little bit of more breathing room in the NFC uh, South, even though they did lose to the Saints. Um, the Rams losing is a big deal also to the Titans. Um, the only team that was able to not necessarily escape but hold their ranking a bit higher is the Arizona Cardinals. They ended up winning. They beat the 49ers minus Kyler Murray. And minus uh, DeAndre Hopkins. So, I, and I've been giving shit to Cliff Kingsbury, but he did a good job on this, you know, handling this little adversity that's that's uh, come towards this team. And anybody else, it, it could have fallen apart, but he's held it together. And he's got right now my vote for early candidate for head coach of the year, along with Mike Vrabel, who's doing tremendous in Tennessee. But right now, those are the two top contending coaches for that for that award. So the Cardinals, um, 
as I keep talking about them right now, I know I'm still mentioning it as it pertains to the Buccaneers, but the Cardinals are at number two, and uh, that's impressive. Even like had they done this against uh, a more top contending team, it'd be even more impressive, but still impressive nonetheless. So Cardinals at number two, and then at number one, the Tennessee Titans. Um, like I mentioned, all those big wins that they've gotten. So you can look at their record. Yes, they blew it against the Jets, and I forgot who's the other team they lost to. So Cowboys fans want to invalidate that. And say, the Cowboys had a better record. How can you have the Titans on there? Well, look at context. Context, Cowboys Nation. So yes, Titans have beaten the Chiefs. They've beaten the Ravens. They've beaten the Bills. And now they've beaten the Rams. Like Those are like, I don't know if those are all back-to-back-to-back-to-back, but if they are, I would have to go back and look at the schedule. That's really really impressive and they lost Derrick Henry this past week so they signed Adrian Peterson and I didn't think it was going to be anything but this team Mike Vrabel's got this team highly motivated and if they can keep this momentum and keep playing like this they could end up in the Super Bowl easily so that's not that all I'm saying that the AFC is wide open right everybody thought Mahomes and the Chiefs were probably automatic locks and look at all the pundits, all the professionals. I'm pretty sure if you look at all their pre-Super Bowl picks, I'm sure most, if not all, have the Kansas City Chiefs on there. Or if not, the Buffalo Bills. So right now it's wide open. And the Titans could easily be in the Super Bowl uh, this year. And those are my top five NFL power ranking teams after week nine. Uh, let's take a break here. When we come back, I'm going to break down all of the week 10 matchups right here on the SM Football Marks podcast. Again, Abraham Trevino will be back next week. So stick around. We'll be right back. I found this in my living room. Whoa. Your grandfather was a Ghostbuster. Somehow, a town with no fault line is shaking on a daily basis. Maybe it's the apocalypse. This isn't a temple. It's a gateway. What did we let out? The whole city. It's like the walking dead. Are you sure this is safe? No. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Exclusively in theaters. Welcome back to the show. And coming up on my regular podcast tomorrow, I'm going to be reviewing Marvel's Eternals. Check that out this past week. Plus, I will be previewing the upcoming AEW Full Gear Full Gear pay-per-view card, which is coming to you this Saturday from Minneapolis, Minnesota at the Target Center. Uh, I'm looking forward to that event, so I can't wait to talk about that tomorrow. But that's... That's tomorrow, and that's a whole other show. Today, it's all about the NFL. It's all about football. It's all about Week 10, and it's time to pick the games for this upcoming week. And we start with Thursday night's game. It's the 6-2 and two Baltimore Ravens traveling to face the 2-7 and seven Miami Dolphins. Now, the Dolphins are going to be without Tua Tangovaloa and... Uh, this is like a, this was like a make or break year for him. I just don't think see it working out. Uh, Jacoby Brissett is going to get the start. I love him. This could be interesting with the Ravens here for like the first couple of series, maybe the first quarter, quarter and a half. But then I think the Ravens will pick up the momentum and they'll start to want to vie for that top spot in the AFC because right now I think it's a toss up between them and the uh, Tennessee Titans, so and possibly the Bills too. So, uh, again, AFC's wide open, and this is going to be, uh, you know, the Ravens are more like, gotta win now, 
Dolphins are kind of like in that loss season already. They're, they've already got seven losses on their docket, so I don't know how much more uh, they're going to be able to achieve. And, uh, you know, I feel bad for Brian Flores. He's developed something real good there with the Dolphins and that culture. Um, I just, they just need, they're a quarterback away. We'll just say that. And that's Thursday night's game. And now let's move into the Sunday games that start at 12 o'clock or depending where you're at in the nation, folks. Uh, first one up is the five and three Buffalo Bills who need to, who need to really bounce back after that embarrassing loss to the Jaguars traveling to face. Another dumpster fire, the Jets, the New York Jets at 2-6. and six. Mike White will be getting the start. Um, everybody went all gaga over him in the first game, and then in the second game I think he got injured and they lost. Um, you know, the Jets are a little bit uh, happy. Fans are a little happy here with Mike White, and they, they like what they've seen from him. But I think the Bills are going to be in angry mode. You know, they again, they were embarrassed. They lost 9-6 to six against the Jaguars, and this is a team that – could be Super Bowl bound. Uh, Josh Allen and Diggs and, and and that whole squad. You know their their coach is tremendous, and you know I think they got something good going. I still think they're when it comes down to it at the very end, they may be the team to beat. But right now they gotta they gotta bounce back after that embarrassing loss, and uh, I'm expecting them to win big here. So I'm going with the Buffalo Bills. Next up, coming off the bye, it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at six and two, traveling to face the Washington football team at two and six. Um, I expect Brady and the Bucks to get themselves together. Uh, they lost the last time before the bye to the New Orleans Saints. A lot of turnovers, a lot of penalties, and that was kind of like the mo for the Buccaneers in the first part of the season last year. And then they cleaned it all up. So just for history's sake. Last year, post the bye, the Bucks never lost again and made it all the way to the Super Bowl and won it. Now, it's hard to repeat, but I'm thinking the Bucks here are going to have a very strong second half. You know, they're going to be getting players back from injury. You know, we're still missing the big ones like Gronk and Antonio Brown, but the defense is getting healthier. Um, I think Sean Murphy Bunting is close to returning. That defense had a real heart-to-heart and discussing the penalties and all that stuff. So I, I think they'll clean that up. Brady will have this team good to go in the second half of the season. I expect them to win pretty handily here, even though they're going to be on the road. So Buccaneers over the Washington football team. Next up, we got the 4-4 four and four Atlanta Falcons, where if the playoffs started today, the Falcons would be in the game. They're traveling to face the Dallas Cowboys at 6-2, and two, coming off an embarrassing loss to the Denver Broncos, but I think more was exposed there than meets the eye. You know, a lot of people are going to see it as a an outlier, uh, an anomaly, a fugazi, uh, as I, I may say. And a lot of people are stealing my terminology these days. Um, but you know what? I'm not going to get. I'm not going to be fooled. And you know what? After last week, I have no reason, and it's just a personal thing. You call it hate or whatever. I'm not picking the Dallas Cowboys anymore this season. I'm going with the Atlanta Falcons. I think Matt Ryan could do something against his defense. Uh, I don't know about the run game, though, but uh, we'll, we'll see. But the Cowboys could end up winning, you know, whatever. But I'm not going to pick them anymore. I've I've told you all what this team really is, and uh, this could end up being a shootout. So I'll just leave it at that. And, again, Abraham Trevino earlier in the season gave me a lot of shit because I said Matt Ryan could put up, like, almost 30 points on a Tampa Bay defense, which they almost did. They scored about 25. So you're telling me – you know, on a defense that I think is worse than Tampa Bay's. 
you don't think Atlanta could could uh could score some points here and Matt Ryan's been playing some pretty decent ball and they're four and four so um they're not out of it either so they're still in the hunt for the playoffs but I'm picking the Falcons even though I think Dallas should be favored and all that stuff but I'm going with my with my brain I'm going with what I think I'm going with the gut you know and all that stuff so Falcons over the Cowboys this Sunday Next up is a an interesting one. It's the five and three New Orleans Saints traveling to face the seven and two Tennessee Titans. Now, as I mentioned, the Titans have gotten some really impressive wins, and right now they're the top of the AFC. They they would be the number one seed if the playoffs started today. Um, they're minus Derrick Henry, but they picked up Adrian Peterson and they played really good against the the Rams, regardless of the fact, and they beat them pretty handily. Now, the Saints could be the one here to to kind of like ruin. I guess the party, so to speak, with what's going on with Tennessee. And Tennessee could, you know, they, they again, these games have, are not easy. A win is a win in the NFL, and they're hard, and especially against playoff contending teams. So the Titans here could let up a little bit, but I think Mike Rabel likes where this team is headed, and they want to keep that positive direction. They, they want to, you know, not dwell on the fact that they don't have Derrick Henry. So I think they're going to play really good. And the, the good thing here is they're at home. If they were on the road against the Saints, I'd, I'd say they probably have a, a little bit of a tougher time. But them being the, there at home gives them the slight advantage. Uh, I like the Titans here, although you know I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked if the Saints somehow pulled this off. But I'm going with the Titans. Next up, we got the two and six Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to face the four and five Indianapolis Colts. Uh, I think the Colts should win this one easily at home. I'm not sure on the status of Trevor Lawrence. I know he got injured uh, in his game this past Sunday against the Bills, but I know he returned also as well. So, But I don't really know the status there. And plus the Jaguars, again, they're they're starting to play for next season. All of this is just to get Trevor Lawrence some game time experience. Uh, the Colts are – I don't think they're going to win the, the NFC uh, – the AFC South they're being contention for, but they'll be in second place. Now they're hoping for just a wild card spot, so they'll get the win here on Sunday. Next up, we got the 0-8 Detroit Lions traveling to face the 5-3 Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, I feel really bad for Dan Campbell, the Lions here. They've been playing really hard, but also like Jared Goff hasn't hasn't been playing his best, so maybe Detroit picks up a quarterback in the draft or you know gives up some picks to, to get one in free agency. Uh, the Steelers... Are five and three. They're in contention right now in the AFC North. Uh, it's going to be a battle between them, the Ravens, and you know even even the even the Bengals who are still playing somewhat decent, um, and the Browns are coming right up as well. So it's very tight right now in the AFC North. No losses can be had, especially if it's non-divisional games. So I'm looking for the Steelers here to pick up the win at home. The Lions will drop to zero and nine. Next up is my game of the week and a game with a lot of stakes on the line as far as like playoff implication and when we go into the tie-breaking procedures if if records are the same towards the end of the year. It's the 5 and 4 Cleveland Browns traveling to face my New England Patriots at 5 and 4. Um this game it's going to come down to can Bill Belichick figure out something to disrupt Baker and not let him get into some type of rhythm. And can they get the run game going against this New England defense? I don't think so. And I think Belichick will come up with something for Baker. And I think Mac Jones is going to have to have one of the best games of his early career, even though he's a rookie. He's going to have to really play mistake-free football. 
I think if they could dominate the time of possession with Damian Harris, that's going to be huge. But I think Mac is going to have to make some plays with his arm and because uh, that defensive front of the Browns is pretty good. So I want to see if Mac Jones is going to be we, – we know he can handle the big spotlight, right? We've seen him, like, you know, rise to the occasion. But I think this is one where I think if they if they win this game, like look out for New England as a, a deep uh, playoff contending team. I'm going with the Patriots at home this is my game of the week next up we got the three and five minnesota vikings traveling to face the los angeles chargers at five and three the chargers uh bouncing back winning this past week um they should get the win here over the vikings i think they're a fugazi team everyone thinks the viking and kirk cousins and they always tell me about that especially cowboys fans right because they want to validate their victory so they'll They'll give these teams that aren't really good that they've beaten like more credit than they deserve, but you know they don't keep it real. They're biased and blinded. Uh, the Vikings are not good, so I'm going with Justin Herbert and the Chargers at home. This is the first of the three o'clock games uh, for this uh, slate of games. Next up, we got the four and five Carolina Panthers traveling to face the eight and one Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals are going to win this game handily. I think Sam Darnold's injured on the shoulder, um, and they've turned out to be also like a little bit of a, a little bit of an overhyped team. Like they were doing good at first, but now they've kind of settled into what they are. Uh, they're in last place in the NFC South, and you know there's just going to be a, another loss on their docket. The Cardinals are just you know they're the best team right now in the in the NFC. Next up, we got a three twenty-five game. It's the Philadelphia Eagles at three and six traveling to face the five and four Broncos. The Broncos have got to be feeling pretty good the way they handled the Dallas Cowboys last week, and I expect that momentum to continue here. That defensive Denver still pretty solid, and they're going to give Jalen Hurts fits. Although Jalen Hurts will probably have a better game than Dak Prescott, but I'm still going with the Broncos here uh, at home. Uh, another good game, Could, probably if it wasn't for the other game and if the Patriots hadn't, you know, started to ascend a little bit. This would probably be my game of the week. It's the Seattle Seahawks at three and five with a returning uh, Russell Wilson, I believe, traveling to face the Green Bay Packers with a returning <laughs> Aaron Rodgers uh, off of COVID protocols and all that stuff. Uh, Packers are the better team overall. If somehow at some point after while I'm recording this or post. If OBJ joins this team, uh, it's going to be interesting, and they'll be if OBJ joins them, it'll be you know a lopsided matchup. But if not, I'm still picking the Packers either way. But Russell Wilson's going to have to pull some magic out of his ass if this team's going to want to make the playoffs, and it's still possible, right? Because we know who the top teams are in the NFC, and then the bottom contention, like right now, it's the Saints and the Falcons, but that could easily change in the next upcoming weeks. So. If the Seahawks can get a little bit of luck on their side with other teams losing, and then if they can go on this huge winning streak, even though they are in the AFC West, they could possibly still make the playoffs. And if 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 I don't want to doubt anybody making the playoffs, it'd probably be Russell Wilson and the Seahawks because they always somehow find a way, even like a year or two ago when they had no business being in the playoffs. But you have Russell Wilson, you have a chance. But I'm going with the Packers here. Uh, next will be the Sunday night game on NBC. It's the five and four Kansas City Chiefs traveling to face the Las Vegas Raiders at five and three. Uh, the Raiders losing to the Giants last week. The Chiefs also unimpressive in their win against the the Packers. 
Um, I think Derek Carr is going to have a field day with this uh, defense of the Chiefs. And again, on OBJ watch, if OBJ shows up on the on the Chiefs here, I mean, uh, I guess slightly favored Kansas City, but you know they, they face the Packers without Aaron Rodgers and still only put up 14. So I mean, should I give more credit to the Green Bay defense? Or do I think Mahomes here is just like, let's just say it's not his year and it's not the team's year. So um, I think this is uh, the first time these two are facing. This is a divisional game. So, again, it could be closer than what we expect. I'm going to go with the Raiders. I I think Derek Carr will get the ball last and will be able to do something against this Chiefs defense. And... uh, Again, the Chiefs are also on the cusp of also missing the playoffs, even though they've got the same record as the Patriots. But right now, the Patriots are trending upwards right now. So right now, like if the Chiefs played the Patriots uh, in the regular season or in the playoffs, like I, I'm not as scared of the Chiefs as I would have been a year ago. And that's saying something for, for how New England has ascended, but also for how the way Patrick Mahomes has been playing uh, this season. You know, just a little bit of too much backyard football that's caught up with him and, you know, Teams have kind of figured it out also as well. So, um, yeah, he's just been, he's been playing bad football, and it's okay to say that. Is, is he like a bum or, you know, he's not good? No, not saying that at all. But, you know, there there are down years in the NFL. This is one that, you know, Mahomes was eventually going to face, and it came sooner rather than later. And, you know, he'll he'll bounce back and, and be better in the years to come. But right now it's not his year. It's okay to say that. But, yes, I'm going with the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, even though there's a lot of bad – juju on this team right now with from Gruden to Henry Ruggs and they let go of another player off of some disturbing stuff that I didn't really read into but all I saw was the headline I have to get into that just bad mojo right now for the Raiders but they continue to win despite the fact right like they're they're an above 500 team right they're five and three you know they lost this week to the Giants but uh, I can see them bouncing back here but it's going to be a good game it's divisional so it should be a good Sunday night broadcast and then we head to Monday Night Football, another divisional game, although this one really shouldn't be close. It's the 7-2 and Los Angeles Rams traveling to face the 3-5 and San Francisco 49ers. Is this a lost season for the 49ers? Possibly, but they're also 3-5 and like the Seahawks. But the Seahawks, I give, I give a better chance because they have the better quarterback. And, you know, Russell Wilson is just unbelievable magic. You know, he's pulled off some stuff. So I'm more a believer of the Seahawks turning it around as as I do like in the San Francisco 49ers turning it around and again I don't know should we question whether Shanahan is the guy there I mean I don't know you know there's still the stuff with Jimmy G and Trey Lance where they've already said Trey Lance is not going to play this year so you know they don't even know what they want like I don't know this team just needs to figure it all out and it may not be this season so I'm going with the Rams who need to continue to stay atop in the NFC even though they're not the number one seed in their division right now they would be a wild card team well basically every team's going to play wild card minus the one seed but you know what i mean like they're not even the divisional leaders but that could change by the time we get to the end of the season but right now arizona's showing signs that they're not going to slow down and uh that's uh that's week 10 folks uh probably a lot more you'll see things a lot more back to normal not none of that wackiness that happened this past weekend Except for the Cowboys. I, I think there's something there. And, uh, again, my game of the week is Browns-Patriots. That's going to be tremendous. And it'll be a good determining factor on whether or not 
the Patriots are going to be able to contend in the playoffs because right now I think the Browns have a good enough roster to make noise in the playoffs. I don't know if they could go to the Super Bowl, even though I said earlier anybody in the AFC could end up in the Super Bowl, but I don't know. We'll see. You know, the Browns have been up and down. You know, they finally got rid of OBJ. We'll see if that helps things, even though, like, he had, OBJ hasn't really been a factor in games and stuff like that. So, I don't know. We'll see. But that's my game of the week. Should be a lot more, again, more of a normal weekend, and we're going to see the, the teams that should be winning win. And, um, again, we're getting close to Thanksgiving, and uh, we're going to find out who the real contenders are post-Thanksgiving, and me and Abe are going to be able to provide our amended Super Bowl picks. We made some at the beginning of the season before before everything started, before everything came into effect, injuries and all that stuff. So we do reserve the right to amend it, and I can tell you right now without spoiling it completely that it is going to change from what I predicted at the beginning of the year. So be on the lookout for that in the next couple of weeks as we pass Thanksgiving. And that's going to do it for this episode uh, thank you so much for joining me. Again, I wasn't going to make it too long. I mean, it's it really is better as a two-man show because we're able to really bounce off each other, and the chemistry is a lot better. I'm sure you all get annoyed at hearing my voice. For <laughs> If it was an hour and a half of me talking football, you all would get annoyed. Uh, and uh, it, it is hard to do a solo show. So for any criticism that you all want to give me, I want to say get in my position and see if you can go a full like, hour just talking by yourself you know i put in a little break earlier just to give myself some breathing room it is hard to go on and on talking and talking and talking uh, point after point you know even colin cowherd even though his show is kind of solo he's got a little co-host there in the corner that he can talk to like no this is just me and uh, i do try my best and i'm not making an excuse that i'm just saying this is why I didn't want to make it an hour and a half because it would be too much of just me, me talking, talking. And I like to give other people chances to talk. So, again, this Abraham Trevino will be back next week. And uh, before before we leave for today, I want to give a special shout-out to my boy Jody for providing the theme music, the official theme music for this show, which you heard at the beginning. Thank you so much, sir. I really appreciate it. I can't wait for you to hear it and, and hopefully hear the show as well. I know. We don't really talk football. Uh, we talk more about movies and stuff like that. But if you get a chance to listen to this, you can listen to your work on my show. And I, I really appreciate it. I owe you big time. And I can't thank you enough. And he also provided another theme for my 90s Films Turn 30 series, which is returning also in a couple of weeks. Cheap plug there with a, re- with a double feature of Beauty and the Beast and Cape Fear. Be on the lookout for that. Again, as I mentioned earlier, my regular show returns tomorrow. I'm going to be reviewing Eternals from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You'll get my thoughts on that. Plus, I'll preview AEW's Full Gear pay-per-view, which is happening this Saturday. Um, go check that out on pay-per-view at home. They're showing it at some of my theaters in my company that I work at. You can purchase a, a ticket for $20 and watch four hours of wrestling on the big screen. There's nothing better than that. But that's going to do it for the SM Football Marks this week. Again, Abraham Trevino will be back next week. Uh, I had to hold the fort down. They did it for me earlier this year, so I have no problems taking the reins for myself. Um, but, yeah, he'll be back next week, and uh, we'll continue our journey here uh, on this uh, spinoff show that I've enjoyed doing so much. And, again, this is always an open invite show. If you want to come on and talk football, I'm all for it. I don't turn down anybody. I don't duck anybody. So if you all want to – Come at me on social media and say all these things. Well, how about you come on my show and, and talk to me face-to-face, and we'll see what's what. I don't duck anybody. 
Uh, you can find this podcast on Spotify. Search Palace off the top row. Hit the follow button. Uh, I, sh- I share this social media. I share this link of my podcast on my social media pages through Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram through podbean.com. You can download the Podbean app. You can listen through there. Or if you're an Apple person, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Leave us that five star review. Let us know how me and Abe are doing. What you agree with? What you don't? Dis- what you don't agree with? Uh, whether you want to come on the show and talk, you know, topics that we can discuss more. Um, if we're being too biased on some things, I, I mean, I, I put it out there on what I'm biased on. Like, I'm not picking the Cowboys anymore this season. Like, I'm just being straight up with that. You can call me a hater. You can call me like total anti Cowboys. That's cool. I'm not picking them. I think they were exposed this week against the Broncos. Um, and you'll see you'll see it come to fruition in, in January. Just better believe it. Um, but yes, that's going to do it for this week. Uh, we'll see you next week. Abe will return. Enjoy the games this week, guys. Take care.